0: It was hands down the single thing that allowed me to move ahead and to feel excited every day. And no matter what I look at on my stats, I just think on my Google analytics that things will look better tomorrow or Facebook is sending me thousands of visitors. And every morning I wake up and I do my affirmations.
1: Welcome to Mind Over Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Runyon, a mindset-obsessed food blogger and food photographer. You are listening to the only podcast designed to help food bloggers uplevel their mindset to manifest their biggest blogging goals. Welcome to Mind Over Blog. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Over Blog. We are getting really close to the end of season one, and I wanted, so we'll have this episode... And then I'm going to have my final episode just talking about what's going to be coming up next for season two. And um, I wanted to end with a really powerful, really special listener success story. And it is with Sandra from She's Not Cooking. And um, Sandra has been, I mean, so, first of all, she's an amazing person and a very bright spirit and very... Connected with Mind Over Blog since it's launched, you know she's been very open to reaching out to me and sharing her story and her journey along the way and wins that she has had, especially after listening to the podcast. And I wanted to share her story with you guys, and I wanted you guys to hear what it was like for her, you know, when she realized that she needed to focus a little bit more on her mindset. What it was like for her to freaking manifest Vine in just a little over a year from when she started her blog. So, I hope you love the story and don't forget to screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag us in. And I will have her uh, her bio linked in to the show notes. And make sure that you come find us and check her out, check out her blog. She's not cooking Um, Lots of really awesome holiday recipes for you guys for sure because I know that she has lots of baking. And I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in and sharing. And if you have ever loved an episode and would love to go and rate it, I would really appreciate it. Give it five stars, leave a little review, whatever feels most in tune for you. But enjoy the episode. Hello, Sandra. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Very, very excited to hear your story today. I'm having you come here to share your success because you've been so open and kind and you touch in with me, you know, every once, probably, you know, once a month I get to hear about how your journey is unfolding and it's very powerful. So I'm excited to have you here and share it with everybody. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Well, before we start, as always, I would love for you to just tell everybody who you are, what your blog is, and I'd like to hear when you started your blog, because I don't know that
0: part. Sure. Well, my name is Sandra and my blog name is she's not cooking. And I started blogging in May of 2020. So-
1: wow. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I knew it was like a short journey, but I mm-hmm. didn't realize it was that that's amazing. Sorry. I cut you yeah, off May already.
0: <laughs> I started, uh, started getting it together in February and it took me a few months and a few tears to get it yeah. uh, to get it launched and understand all the tech and and started from there. That's amazing, and so
1: I'm you know I'm so proud of you, and I'm so like wowed because you've already made it to MediaVine. Like that's a big goal for I would say ninety percent of food bloggers, and you made it to MediaVine. When when was that?
0: Uh, in July, July nineteenth was my official start date. That's
1: awesome. Mm -hmm. So let's just go through your journey. Let's go through because I know from what you've shared and we'll get to that, that, you know, really embracing the mindset stuff eventually is what you felt like really tipped you over the edge. What was it like for you when you started blogging? How did you feel? What were some of the ups and downs you had? Like for me, I can definitely, I remember all those days, all those months when you first start. So what was that like for you when you first
0: began? I remember feeling, um, I was really excited and I wanted to be on step 51 and I was on step (laughs) one. (laughs) And I remember thinking that I didn't expect it to be so technical at first. And then as I, you know, went over one hurdle and then another and then another, eventually I found Food Blogger Pro and that was a big help in just in terms of getting my blog set up. And I would say, What really made a difference, I joined Food Blogger Central, and any questions that I had along the way that I didn't know, suddenly I could find the answers there. So I launched my blog, and I think I had maybe eight recipes when I launched, Mm -hmm. and probably put out two to four without a calendar, uh, uh, no calendar whatsoever, and made some mistakes along the way and carried on from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny, I see um, people ask that question, like, how many recipes should I have before I start? I My opinion on that is zero. Because every recipe I put up there, like, before, before I launched, I was like, these are ga- garbage, like, below garbage. <laughs> they need to be deleted from my site.
0: <laughs> I say just launch it and go from there. You know, what do you um, think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, get one post up realistically who's reading your blog maybe your family some of your friends that you've let know but you have this feeling that the whole world will see it and you want it to be perfect so I I went with the flow and I had I had some advice from I had reached out to a blogger and asked for some tips I didn't know this person and they told me to make sure that I put a lot of personal stories. At the beginning of each post, really. So so I just recently, I think about a month ago, I recently have removed because I'm ranking for words like uh, "do silky chickens lay colored eggs" because I've written written about that in a personal blog post. So um, yeah, so there were some challenges, but you know it's exciting, and then at the same time you have those ups and downs where. Like I know we've talked about Google Analytics and not always being attached to that, looking at the numbers every day and getting hung up on that. And it's, it can be challenging, right? And especially when you're in a forum and you see other people are hitting 5 million a month and you've, you know, you're excited because you've had one picture accepted to Food Gawker and you had 20 visits today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, before I ask more on your blog, do you have silky chickens? No, uh, it was a it was a mushroom frittata recipe, <laughs> oh. and and my sister has egg uh, chickens, and she supplied the eggs, and so that was the story at the beginning, and uh, and pictures of my sister. So I recently updated about I think thirty posts that had personal stories. Wow. Yeah, I, I want silky chickens. That's why I asked. Oh, <laughs> so how did
1: your how did your traffic go? So you started and um, like, what did it look like for you? Did it when did it take off? Did it ever like
0: did it just go from really low to like exploded? How did that look for you? No, it definitely did not explode. It was very slow. It did not feel fast enough for me. I had, uh, I believe it was in June that I joined Pinterest. So I was a good month in before I had my feet on the ground and thought, okay, I'll I'll get a Pinterest account started. And I really love Pinterest as a user. So I spent a lot of time making pins and learning about Pinterest. And initially that's where most of my traffic came from. I spent very little time on SEO. I wish now that I had understood it better and keyword research, like I think most people, I read that a lot, right? I wish i had started that sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, my traffic was a couple hundred a day. I think my first, day, my highest day was in December when another blogger posted something to Facebook. And I was chatting online with another blogger friend at the time and looked at my analytics and went, oh my goodness, I have have got like a thousand views of my website today. And that was the first, that was my highest day. So it really took quite a while.
1: Well, not really. You're still a young blogger. <laughs> I mean, from when you started, Yeah, I mean, you're doing that's, amazing. That's an amazing that's story.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, I but think, I know the feeling. Yeah. I think for me, I set that goal to get into Mediavine because I had initially planned to work full time. We made a big move. Uh, My family, we moved six hours away. I left the job that I had and I thought I would work full-time and blog part-time and work my way up to full-time. Then the pandemic happened and I was home and then I decided that I was quite happy being home blogging. So then the the urgency to get into Mediavine um, went up significantly Mm -hmm. for me.
1: So then what did you do from there? So you had your big day in December and then like what continued happening for you as you
0: went along your path? that well, year? Well, my Pinterest account was growing and was doing well. I was starting to get some of my keywords were ranking. Of course, it's great to be number one on Google, but when there's 20 people looking for that post, mm-hmm. <laughs> you start to learn that maybe that wasn't such a good idea. So I spent probably about a month in January listening to all of the webinars from Top Hat Rank, the SEO webinars, redid my homepage. So things were moving really slowly, and I knew I had to do something differently. And I had set a goal to be in Mediavine by around the one-year mark is what I had hoped. And I was doing really well with Pinterest. I was up to probably five or 6,000 visits a month, and then I went up to ten. Then the Pinterest thing started to slide, like I did, like I think it did for most people. Mm -hmm. And that is probably when I realized that I was having an issue with my mindset because I was starting to feel, you know, some stress about it and I was disappointed. And I had probably three, four weeks where I didn't really, wasn't sure what direction to go in. And I realized that it was my mindset. And that's when it was right around that time that we had the Pinterest slide. And then I heard your blog. I heard your podcast. And then so what, well, first of all, I like that you said
1: slide because it's like a very neutral word. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't even know if you realize that that, if you're purposely choosing that word, like, but slide indicates to me, like that doesn't bring a negative connotation. And so for someone who's really trying to like, be conscious of the words that you use in your business. Like the word slide seems like a really good choice, you know, instead of, Oh, my tanked, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of times that's the word I catch myself saying, Oh, my traffic tanked, but like slide. I like that word. And um, before I forget to ask, because I did, did
0: your Pinterest go back? It, it did. But go, it took, to go back it, up. It took a long time. And in fact, this week, is the first week I've had where my traffic is the same as it was back in February when it began to slide. Well, everyone's, everyone's going to want to know, what is it that, what's your Pinterest strategy? Do
1: you use Tailwind? How much is everyone's going to want to know?
0: <laughs> I was using Tailwind and I, my one year uh, anniversary for the renewal came up and I stopped using Tailwind uh, August 26th. So I know a lot of people uh, from what I hear are not fans of story pins But I have made a story pin for every single post. Some have two or three story pins. On every single post, I put a comment at the very last slide asking people to follow, click on my profile pic and follow me on Pinterest. So my followers have gone, um, oh, that's another thing. I had that that instance where everyone's account was suspended for a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that happened, and I went, I only had about maybe 1,500 followers, and I went down to 1,200. But my account was deactivated, and I thought my entire year's worth of work was was gone.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's built up, and I think I'm close to 4,000 now. Wow. So I would say, you know, interacting. When somebody comments on a pin, I within hours, I try to get back to them if they've tried a recipe. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much, you know, having boards set up, the same best practices that you hear. I think there's some luck involved, but I think I also, when my account was deactivated, you know, I cried a little, it was about a 30 minutes of panic. And then I thought it'll come back. And if it doesn't, I'll find something else. And that's when I started to manifest it coming back and (laughs) thinking, Pinterest will send me thousands of followers. There's a reason that it happened. And I think that was that I just needed to understand that I couldn't only focus on that. I needed to look at other areas of my business.
1: Mm -hmm. And so what happened for you when you started to make or realize that your mindset wasn't in the right place and that was leading to some like discomfort or feelings of not being satisfied? Like what happened? What did you start to do? And do you feel like when you started doing that, it led to further success? Success. Uh, Am I
0: saying that word? That's that's a tricky (laughs) word sometimes. Uh, Absolutely. It was hands down the single thing that allowed me to move ahead and to feel excited every day. And no matter what I look at on my stats, I just think on my Google Analytics that things will look better tomorrow or facebook is sending me thousands of visitors and every morning i wake up and i do my affirmations and of course there's personal things but then there's then i get into my blogging once seem a little longer lately um but it was i listened to one of your podcasts where you spoke about losing your neighbor
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it really touched me and it was the next day, and I think I wrote this to you in my first email, my family was going out for a walk in the morning. My boys were home because they were doing remote learning because of the pandemic, and I was going to stay in and work on my post that I was working on. It wasn't like I had a deadline, but I felt that urgency to stay and keep working on it. And then it hit me, and I can't remember exactly what you said, but there was something in that episode that made me realize i needed to stop and spend more time and that's really one of the reasons i wanted to become a food blogger and stay at home full-time was so that i could have more time with my family and here they were going for a walk so i got my running shoes on and 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 that's a big part of my mindfulness every day is getting out in nature and just enjoying that time Mm,
1: that's powerful and um that makes me tear up because that episode, like I felt like I was supposed to share it, but it felt really like <laughs> really out of my comfort zone to even talk about something like that. But I knew there had to be a bigger message. And I think that it's so, for me, my opinion on um, entrepreneurs and bloggers, like we start this because we're searching for something, like we want to create something big and we want to create this a feeling, whether it's freedom or more time with your family or, you know, create these things and then we, we lose it (laughs) along the way because we start really digging deep into all the stuff that may not be working out. And so I, I think that we manifest quicker and things come to us faster when we are in our joy, which is like what you started doing, you know, you started like, okay, I have to focus also on my joy. And then that's when
0: things like start opening up and coming to you faster. Absolutely. And I think that there's always going to be ups and downs. And I think every pretty much every single podcast episode I've listened to, I've had a takeaway. And there was the one that you had, if I can share, the one with uh Megan Porta from Eat Blog Talk. Mm-hmm. And Megan was talking about Facebook. And you know, everyone seems to have a social platform where we think, oh, you know, it's just not worth my time because I'm not getting enough visitors. And I I believe that's what you were chatting about. And then I stopped and I thought that's exactly how I feel about Facebook. Well, and Instagram, (laughs) consequently. And so then I started thinking about, you know, what can I do differently? So what's interesting, I think, about mindset and manifesting, uh, whether it's personal or business, is that when you say, Facebook is sending me thousands of visitors, your body automatically and your mind takes action. It like sparks that action to happen. And that's what happened. I started thinking, okay, Facebook is going to because I was maybe getting a couple hundred visitors a month from Facebook. And so it prompted me to go join some Facebook groups. And I had thousands of visits that week. I joined maybe 10 groups. It was Christmas in July and I have a lot of baking recipes and the cookie groups are very serious about that Christmas. (laughs) And it was, it was great.
1: That's awesome. That's one of my favorite stories. I, you you know, probably know that I share it a lot, (laughs) the story of you, you changing that. And what was the most powerful thing that you said is that you asked yourself, what is it that I can do different? And that is one of the biggest, most important questions anyone can ever ask themselves, no matter what situation and if it's your life, if it's your relationship, if it's your money, if it's anything that you're in and it's not going the way you want, stopping and asking yourself, what is it that I can do different? Because what that immediately does is it gives your power back. It it puts you at cause instead of something happening to you. You are now in control of how you can make that happen for yourself. And that is such, that's a such a powerful question. And, and I'm, you know, it's makes me so happy to hear that you, know, you had that ability to do that and change because it's exactly what you did. You, you're, all these things happen and it just starts opening the ideas and you can get downloads and taking action, just like you said, different action.
0: Absolutely. There's so many examples that I can give you of things that um, <laughs> where you've helped me along the way, Lauren, I can't even, uh, I can't even tell you how grateful I am. Oh, yeah. Working through limiting beliefs. That was a big one. Let's hear more. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'm 54. And I think that when I first entered the blogging space, I felt like I was, you know, 54 and everyone else was 20. Maybe <laughs> I know that's not true. Right. But but I when I started working on limiting beliefs, I realized that that was one that I had. Maybe I'm too old to start a food blog. And But I heard someone say one day, "How old would you be if you didn't know how, if you didn't know how old you were?" And so I've settled on a very content forty-two. <laughs> I like that. And that's I love that's, that. That's where I'm at. It's a good question
1: too, because like if you, I don't know. I always when I you told me that 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 you heard that, and then I think about it a lot. Like if we had no mirrors. I don't know. Just life would be so different, not knowing what you looked like or how you were progressing in your age, or it would just be so crazy. And I told my husband the other day, like, I've, I've, uh, I've made it to the point in my life where I am now a man, no matter where I go, and it's not just a polite thing. It's that I am a man. <laughs> like, he's like, "Well, you are." I'm like, "I know, but I don't feel like I'm a man. I feel very young." <laughs> That's right. It's just it's all mindset. Yeah. What is it that you do? to be able to make you make that switch? Is there anything that you can make into word to explain? Because some people may recognize that they have limiting beliefs and they're like, okay, I have this, but they're still not able to make that switch or they're still not Mm -hmm. able to come out of that limiting belief. Is there anything that you do or that you feel like you have accomplished really well that you could pass on to someone else?
0: Okay. Yes. Actually, there's, One thing that comes to mind, and I'm not sure if it was in connection with limiting beliefs on one of your podcasts, you talked about ego and how sometimes your ego will say, you'll get a message and to reply back, no, that's not true. And that I started doing that when I had a negative thought come in and You know, when I was waiting to be accepted from Mediavine, it was the longest, I think it was four weeks. (laughs) It felt like the longest four weeks of my life. And, you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't have been accepted, but I still, like, I really paid attention to those thoughts that I had. And I, every time a negative thought came into my mind, I would say, no, that's not true. And it's something as simple as that and the impact that it can have. And, you know, really thinking, um, really spending time thinking about being aware of your thoughts and what's even as we were getting ready today when i was waiting for you to join i was paying attention to what was coming into my mind thinking well what if i've set this thing up wrong or <laughs> what if mm-hmm. right and i think that that's um for me i i'm not sure if that puts it into words well but i think you have to really listen to what your thoughts are and i think that's the first step Is really being aware of what kind of negative self talk that you're giving to yourself and that you're hearing, and being able to understand why, and then creating, you know, an action to negate it, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. I've been thinking about that a lot this week and today. Like, that's the first step, period, (laughs) to this, is being able to recognize your thoughts. And kind of like what you're saying, it's important to remember they don't stop coming in. The negative thoughts don't stop ever. I I don't think there's a single person. That's one of the things I've been thinking about. I don't think there's a single person on this earth that doesn't have negative thoughts or doesn't have self-doubt. It's that you learn
0: how to deal with those negative thoughts. Definitely. And I think there's a few things for me that work for me. And I if I just go out walk around, be in nature. So I think it's just like grounding, you know, it, for other people, it's it's different things. But I think stepping away from the blogging, like I did today, I stepped away today. I just felt like I needed a day today. My kids just went back to school. And of course, there's some worry about them and everything that's going on. And I thought, I just need a, a me day today. So I did laundry most of the day. <laughs> Hopefully you like laundry. Not really, no. Okay, well, then it's not a me day. <laughs> not really, no. But I think that there are times, it's it's easy to say that it's mindset and you have to be positive, but it's, it is work. It's work mm-hmm. every day. And mm-hmm. some days you're more in the, I call it the flow, right? You get in that flow. And it's, I think it's easy when things are great and, um, you know, you have a good day and, you know, whether you're, monetized or not monetized those ups and downs and it's just being able to keep that figure out what you're going to do next by using your positive mindset yeah so that leads to my next question
1: because I feel like well I know it I mean I can speak without a doubt that even from my experience it's very easy to think I am going to feel xyz once I have media vine how did that play out for you. Like did you have those thoughts and did it bring what you thought it was or did you already learn to cultivate the feelings
0: you were seeking before you got mediavine? I did. I really did. I I um I know one one thing you said was picture yourself in 5 years from now and be that person. Right? Imagine. I think that's how you worded it. Imagine. Mm-hmm. And that was very early on um in one of the earlier podcasts and I that was one of the things that also helped me get through my limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Once I could visualize that five years from now, what is what, because once you can visualize it, then you can start to make it happen. But if you can't really picture it, it's a little bit more difficult, right? At least it is for me. So I think that, um, I've lost my train of thought there, but bring me back, Lauren.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, you already got me, cause then it got me to the next question of, of visualizing yourself. Like I think that for, For anyone out there that's listening and thinking, okay, well, how do I visualize myself five years from now? For me, sometimes I have to just, sometimes it's very short-lived. Sometimes it's not something I can grasp onto for a long time, but there's something I want to do and I want to show up and I don't feel comfortable doing it. So I just grasp that person for like (laughs) seconds. I'm like, okay, I can be her for three seconds and show up and do this. And then sometimes she goes away and I have to like, you know, my question was, Did Mediavine bring those feelings to you that you thought they would bring, or did you already kind of get there? Because I think that what happens is, well, I know that what happens is that people seek happiness from their environment, and only 10% of your happiness comes from external things. And so then what happens is you get the thing, and you're like, well, shit, I'm not happy. (laughs) You know, like, how did that play out for you?
0: Well, I was really happy. I was happy in that what it meant for me and potentially what it could mean for me in terms of being home with my family full time. Mm -hmm. And I think the most joy though that I had was seeing, you know, the reaction of my kids because they're all of course wrapped up in, in everything that I'm doing and, um, you know, and my husband and, you know, the joy, just the excitement of sharing that together. So Getting in, yes, it, it was exciting, but was it as, was it really the thing? And no, it never is, right? It's like whatever right. job you're in and you get that promotion or you buy the big fancy house and you realize that you still feel empty afterwards. It doesn't mm-hmm. satisfy you. So I think it did in terms of what it meant for me potentially long term.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's a really good story. I love that teared up when you were talking about your family, you know, finding the joy in that. And that's one of the things people can do when they're trying to cultivate, like, what is it going to look like, feel like, be like, when I get that goal and thinking about what are you going to hear? What are you going to see? What are you going to, and, you know, thinking about how your family and friends are going to react when you reach that goal. Like that's a really powerful thing to, to hang on to. So
0: Definitely. I- and there was, there was this little, I call it a woo, woo, as you might say, a woo trick. And somebody, I forget where I heard it said, if you take a glass of water, And you fill up that glass, you know, fill it, you know, half full that you can drink. And you imagine what you feel like. What are the feelings now like that you don't have it? And then you transfer that water to the other empty glass. And then you imagine what the feelings are like when you do have whatever it is that you're manifesting. And then you drink that water. (laughs) And I did that. I'm media vine. I mean, I was so... um, you know, I was so excited about the possibility, but I I was, I was laughing in spite of myself when I did it. I had a little sticky note on each one and I really focused, but I really, it it really does, um, it resonated with me because I could feel it. And, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Is there anything else that you would like to
1: share or really important, like things that you felt like will help someone else listening today that might be feeling how you felt when you knew that your
0: mindset needed some work? I think um, the one thing I always say is that your vibe attracts your tribe and when you're happy and positive and you're trying to see things in the best way, you're attracting those types of people that will come into your life And I think early on, you know, I chatted, reached out to different bloggers and you can see the difference in the ones, the positive and you get in with the right uh, with that mindset. And I think that um, that that made a big difference for me. But I think it's listening to your podcast is a good start. I think a lot of people um, maybe sometimes it's hard to identify what it is, but you can just get that feeling where you're stuck and you're disappointed, and you know you see other people going ahead, and maybe you're not going ahead. And I definitely had ups and downs, and I still have days where I think, oh, you know, I made three times as much money yesterday, or I got three times as more work done yesterday. And I think it's just coming back to taking that time for yourself. That um, that work-life balance, I think, is so important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think that's, and reach out, right? Reach out to someone that's got that same mindset and they'll share what they have. Yeah, The way I that love, you did when you started your podcast.
1: Yeah. I love that you've talked about that kind of throughout this entire conversation about how you have made a lot of friends. And I think that's so important. I didn't get that part. Like in, when I first started blogging, it took me maybe seven, seven not like to nine months before i made my first blogging friend and i was all alone like and it was because i didn't i still don't love instagram but i like it because i made i make friends there and that was when i first you know i finally started like connecting with people and that's so powerful if anybody out there that is listening and has not made any blogging friends it's normal to dm somebody and and just become friends like don't be scared
0: do it it's going to make your life better definitely and if the first five people you reach out to yeah, you know, aren't as receptive because we know how busy, how, what long days that we can work sometimes when we're trying to get, reach our goals with blogging, then reach out to the next person. Yeah. I agree That's with that. Way. I should say I did try to make
1: friends, but it wasn't, and it, and it didn't, it was kind of like what you're saying. It was, didn't click. It didn't go, but you will find the people that, you know, are meant to be along the journey with you. If you can't Definitely. Find. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and congratulations on all of your success. And I know that there's gonna be so much more. Like I love listening to you talk and how like how much you cultivate like a joyful, purposeful life. And I really
0: love hearing your story. Well, thanks for having me. It was a real honor to be on, Lauren. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Mind Over Blog podcast. Don't forget, if you love this episode, to leave us a review and then tag me on Instagram at mindoverblog. Share it in your stories. I'd love to know what you like the most about this episode.
0: Until the next time, have a great day.